0: Stop here. Yeah. Yeah. It is Friday, November 27th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 12 FanDuel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Shop. With me again are Tyler Syracuse and Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. I screwed up the week 11 shark duel, apparently forgetting to actually enter the lineup that I posted last week. That's fortunate for you guys though, because it was the best lineup that I have put together on FanDuel, at least for the shark duel this season. I would have won. I failed to enter though. So Jared comes away with the victory. Jared takeaways from your lineup beyond Taysom Hill at tight end for the last time ever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that, that was nice. Um, You played, you know, you played Justin Herbert in your phantom lineup. I think that was kind of the key to the week because my lineup was solid besides, you know, playing Lamar Jackson instead of Justin Herbert. I had Dalvin Cook. I had Keenan Allen. They were kind of the key to the week. The only letdown was Duke Johnson, who, you know, as we saw on Thanksgiving, Duke Johnson is capable of having a nice fantasy game.
2: (laughs) Finally, Tyler, (laughs) what about you?
0: How was your week 11 play on FanDuel?
2: It was okay. I I was able to score 130 points despite Lamar Jackson only getting 17.5, Duke Johnson getting five, and Hollywood Brown getting shut out. I paid up for Devontae Adams, which worked out again. He had 106 yards and a touchdown. And then I had Justin Jefferson with a late touchdown. And then Steelers defense, uh, once again, paid up for them for the third straight week over on FanDuel uh, at $5,000, and they got 17 points. They only allowed three Jacksonville points. They got four interceptions and two sacks, so they definitely paid off for me there too. Yeah, COVID's going to take them out of your consideration this week, though. So you're going to have to get more creative.
0: Plus, uh, Hollywood Brown—he's Marquise until further notice at this point. Agreed. Agreed. Um, you can get Tyler's lineup reviews every Monday around 12:30 p.m. Eastern on the Draft Sharks Periscope page. We will all be back at it for the Shark Duel this week, even me. Uh, if I remember how to do it, we'll see. We will show you who we're playing against each other in Week Twelve. Come Saturday morning, in the free post for this podcast on DraftSharks.com. In the meantime, Jared, why don't you kick us off with a cash QB? So I think
1: Derek Carr is only necessary if you want to try to play Dalvin Cook. I mean, we can talk about Cook next, but I'm probably not going to play Cook. So I'm going to pay up at quarterback and use either Justin Herbert or Josh Allen. You know, Herbert's. Two hundred dollars cheaper, so I'll I'll start there. Um, you know he's third among main slate quarterbacks with twenty five Fanduel points per game. He scored at least twenty one and a half Fanduel points in seven straight games, and I, I'm just not worried about the Bills' defense at all. This should be a high scoring game. It has a fifty two and a half point over under. I, I do slightly prefer Allen just being at home, you know, with the higher implied totals. If I have the two hundred extra bucks, I would go up to Josh Allen.
0: I like Herbert as the
2: better player, but I think they're right next to each other, so I don't have any strong argument either way. Tyler, what do you favoring at a cash QB? I like Herbert and Josh Allen as well, but I think we can use Patrick Mahomes over on FanDuel just because the the prices are a little bit closer together. He's only $9,000 compared to $8,600 for Allen and $8,400 for Herbert. Uh, so Mahomes actually averages the most fantasy points per game among the three of those guys. They've all had really good seasons, but... Uh, I talked about on the DraftKings podcast how I think the Chiefs are going to have elevated passing volume this week, going up against a really strong rushing defense. Uh, I just think the Chiefs have so many weapons. Uh, I'm not sure if Sammy Watkins is back yet or not this week, but I would hope McCole Hardman starts to get some more snaps with Byron Pringle ruled out. And Demarcus Robinson looked really shaky last week. So if we could get 40 to 45 Mahomes attempts, he's basically a lock for the three, uh, well, there's no bonus on on FanDuel, but he's a lock for basically 350 yards, which is 14 points, and you'd figure he'll probably have uh, three or four touchdown passes as well. So, I like his chances uh, for for 25 to 30 points this week against against the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucs have revealed
0: themselves as a, at least an exploitable pass defense, if not soft in general, but they're still a tough run defense, so that should only further motivate some Patrick Mahomes stuff here, so I certainly agree there. I, I agree with what you guys said. I, I'm more likely to pay up at quarterback here then on DK, if I am going down, there's Derek Carr at 7,100. Um, Phillip Rivers at 6,800. I think they're both options over Daniel Jones for cash at 7,200 here. But, you know, all those guys are in play if you are going down to that level. If you are trying to get $11,000 Dalvin Cook into the lineup, but we'll talk about that when we get to running back. GPP side, I mean, I think it's the same considerations for me here. Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes—they're all in a similar range. Herbert and Allen look like they're going to be lower owned than Mahomes, who's checking in around around like ten to twelve percent, I believe, in projected ownership here. Yeah,
1: and Herbert's coming in with the lowest projected ownership, so I think he's the the best play. He's all, you know, he's also you can stack him more cheaply than Mahomes if you want to use you know Kelsey and Tyree killed Mahomes. That's Pretty expensive. I, I would I would double stack both Herbert and Josh Allen. You know Herbert, Keenan Allen, and then either Mike Williams or Hunter Henry. And then Josh Allen. I would use both Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley with John Brown up.
2: Tyler, what about you? Yeah, it's gonna be those three guys in the upper tier. Uh, I think there's a few guys in the seven thousand dollar price range uh, that are in play as well with Derek Carr in a good matchup. Jared Goff uh, coming off fifty plus passing attempts against the Bucks. Maybe the Rams have a similar approach this week going up against the Niners. And then Taysom Hill is underpriced at 7,300. You know, he had two rushing touchdowns last week. He had a 50-plus yard touchdown to Emmanuel Sanders that got called back or else he would have had an even bigger game. So I think it's a tough defense in the Broncos, but with his rushing floor, I'd project him around 50 rushing yards. And if he gets a rushing touchdown, he's got 11 fantasy points right there throws for 200 and he's quickly got uh, 20 points so I think he's a pretty good fantasy player even if he's not a good real life quarterback I'm surprised you guys didn't mention Kyler Murray just because you know he's the most expensive guy but he's only a hundred dollars more than Mahomes and five hundred dollars more than Josh Allen I'm not going to be playing him because I'm a Kyler Murray hater and uh, I'm honest about that but do you guys have any interest there I personally can't see paying
0: a hundred dollars up beyond Patrick Mahomes for Kyler Murray with a shoulder injury. Yep. On the road. I know New England's D isn't, you know, scary anymore, but it's
1: not not an ideal spot. You know, I, I prefer Mahomes, Herbert, and Allen straight up over Murray. So it's pretty easy to
0: not play Murray in tournaments this week. Over at running back, let's start with eleven thousand dollar Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook. Um, what are you guys doing with well, Jared, you already said you're probably not playing Dalvin Cook. Tyler, are you playing eleven thousand dollar Dalvin Cook?
2: No, I think I'd rather play Nick Chubb plus Derrick Henry and just hope that they have those uh, hundred plus two touchdown games. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook is a safe bet, obviously, but at eleven thousand dollars, he's he's going to put a lot of strain on the rest of your lineup. And I just trust myself to find some other position or some other players that give us some value and have a more balanced approach this week. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that he's priced
0: up that high so that I don't feel like I have to use him. You know, you still play around with it and see if he fits in, but I agree. I would tend to go with Derrick Henry first at 800, 8,300 as my first high dollar guy into the lineup. And then obviously there's a lot more room to fit in another 8K running back. If you don't use Dalvin Cook.
1: Yeah. That price tag on Cooks. I I don't even know if McCaffrey was ever 11,000 on FanDuel last year. It's just, it's it's a crazy price tag. I mean, that said though, I don't, really love any of the you know expensive running backs this week I I do think Chubb Henry and I'd throw Josh Jacobs in there for 8,000 I think those guys are all okay but I mean they all have like you know warts you can you can pick on them but I'll probably end up playing just one of them because like you gotta you gotta spend the salary somewhere.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Kareem Hunt at 6,600 is also interesting. 16.6 touches per game in the five full Nick Chubb games that he's played so far. And I, you know, we'll see whether Nick Chubb's contacts are working better this week and keeping him on the field for goal line. But Kareem Hunt is, is involved. He could just happen to be the running back in when they get down to the goal line and get touches there, even if Nick Chubb is factoring in there as well. And there just aren't that many guys down below the 8K range that I really feel good about this week. So I'm not sure I'm going down beyond Kareem Hunt and basically focusing on the other running backs that we've already mentioned to this point
1: yeah I mean Kalen Balazs at 5,500 still a a nice value if he's healthy we'll see about how he's listed on the injury report what he did in Friday's practice um Brian Hill is 5,100 bucks if Mm -hmm. Todd Gurley's out and then I I like Wayne Gallman better on FanDuel here at 5,700 bucks and Gallman still not doing a whole lot in the passing game, but, you know, he's um, averaged about 15 carries per game over the last three and is getting the goal line stuff for
0: the Giants.
2: Tyler, any other running backs on your sheet? I'm going to have Wayne Gallman as well, uh, maybe even in cash games, depending on the Todd Gurley slash Brian Hill news. Uh, We haven't really talked about the Dolphins running back situation. Uh, It looks like their guy from last week, Salvin Ahmed, was ruled out. And then we have uh, Miles Gask- Gaskin, who's still on the injured reserve, but they could activate him before the game. And they're going up against the Jets' defense. So I'd expect some clarity on that situation before Sunday. And you got to love the matchup going up against the Jets as touchdown favorites. So that's a situation to monitor. And then just the situation uh, with the Patriots as well. I'll be having a bunch of Damian Harris teams, especially if Sony Michelle's is inactive again. Yeah, I certainly like Damian Harris better here than on
0: DraftKings, Jared. Any other guys in there?
1: Not for cash. No, I wouldn't mess with the Dolphins backfield in cash. You know, Gaskin might be interesting in tournaments just you know, on the chance he returns
0: as the you know clear feature back. I'm not if if Ahmed's out, then it becomes uh, more attractive to play Miles Gaskin wherever. I think on the GPP side, who are your favorites, Jared? Jonathan Taylor here. I talked about him on
1: DraftKings. I like him even more here on FanDuel, $6,400, um, coming in at just 6% projected ownership. Yeah, I, I thought he, he looked like the Wisconsin Jonathan Taylor in that uh, win over the Packers last week, so maybe he's finally figured it out, and he has another nice matchup here against the Titans, who are 30th in adjusted points allowed to running backs.
2: Tyler, what are your favorites in the GPP? Mentioned most of them. I'd throw out Alvin Kamara as well. I just think it was variance that he didn't really get targets last week. I think they decided to utilize Michael Thomas a little bit more. So Sean Payton's a guy that, um, you know, he'll go and watch the film and basically coach up Taysom Hill and Kamara could go back to getting his six to eight targets pretty easily. Um, Samaje P. Ryan will be interesting at $4,800 if Giovanni Bernard gets ruled out. So that's another running back situation to monitor. And then James Robinson at 7,400, and he just, he gets all the workload with the Jags and I'd expect the Jaguars to really lean on him with Mike Glennon in at quarterback. Sounds like you
1: play. So Tyler, you're, you'll be saved from playing Samaj Ajay Piran.
0: I was going to say, I don't think I would go down past Brian Hill at, at 5,100 to get to Pirine, even in that case. I, I like that you brought up Kamara. I, I, it's worth noting that he's been on the injury report the past two weeks with a foot issue. So maybe that played into him, not seeing quite his usual snaps or roll last week. And he's still on there this week with it. Uh, Limited both Wednesday and Thursday, but put in a full practice at the end of last week. I haven't seen his participation for Friday yet. So I think that Kamara looks like he's going to come in at low ownership under 10%, which probably shouldn't happen in any week where Kamara is active and playing without real limitations. I I am definitely looking at Kamara this week. I think that there's going to be some overreaction to his usage from last week. And he's a high ceiling player anytime he's on the field. Wide receiver for Cash, Jared, who are you favoring?
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna pay up here at wide receiver because I'm not paying up so much at running back this week. Um, so three guys I like. I think I can get two of these three in there. Um, Calvin Ridley is my favorite at 8,100 bucks. Um, already averaging 9.1 targets per game this season. Julio Jones banged up with the hamstring injury, so I think you know Ridley is a good bet for double-digit targets against a you know still bad Raider secondary. Um, I like Stefan Diggs for seventy-nine hundred bucks. Um, you know, again, shootout versus the Chargers. Chargers going to be without cornerback Casey Hayward and uh, pass rusher Melvin Ingram in this game, so you know, a boost for the Bills passing game there. And then Keenan Allen, I you know, still like two at eight to two hundred bucks. Just beyond Devonte Adams, the best target bet in football right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Tyler, what do you like? I like the guys Jared mentioned. Uh, we just got an uh, update that Adam Thielen is not expected to play. So Justin Jefferson at $7,000 against the Panthers is certainly in play over on FanDuel. Antonio Brown, 6,500. He's just – he's way too underpriced for the role he has in that offense. He had 13 targets last week. He had eight targets the week before. And just watching the games, it seems like Brady trusts him. Uh, They've been just off on a couple of deep balls. He had another one last week that just bounced off his his fingertips – and this is a game where I expect the Bucks to be trailing. So I think it could be another 10 plus target game for AB. Uh, he hasn't found the end zone yet in any of his three games, but they just use him a lot. They throw him a lot of screens. They use him on slants and they're throwing him the ball down the field. So I don't know if we could use him in cash, but he's certainly in play in GPPs. Uh, similar price range. I do think we could use Robbie Anderson in cash at $6,400. He hasn't really had any nice games in his last five weeks, but the volume is still there. And he's got Bridgewater back on the field this week against a bunch of weak corners for the Vikings. Yeah, his big
0: issue has been a shortening role on a role that was already shorter than D.J. Moore's to begin with. So short passes haven't been producing yards, but, you know, it just takes a slight adjustment to get him some deeper looks downfield or even one or two that give him good run after the catch. If you are looking to save and fit some of those more expensive guys, I think Sterling Shepard, Cole Beasley at 5,400, are lower-priced guys with plenty of upside. Sterling Shepard, a decent target reception floor. Jared Smol of Draft Sharks tweeted this morning that in three games that John Brown has missed or left early, Cole Beasley had six catches for 100, six for 53, eleven catches for 112. So I think we've talked about the shootout potential to Chargers Bills. There should be plenty available for Cole Beasley. The game has the week's third highest over under 52 and a half. Um, Like I said, it helps you fit the more expensive guys. Also on the injury update front, um, Todd Gurley has officially been ruled out. So I think Brian Hill becomes an even bigger focal point versus what we already mentioned back in the running back section. The Raiders are among the best scoring matchups at, at the position. I believe third best scoring matchup for running backs on the main slate this week.
1: It was pretty good too. I, I I want to say he disappointed in a spot start last, you know, year. last year. Yeah, last year, but like just watching him this year, he he looks better than Tiger, which isn't saying a whole lot. But I think I think he's a, he's a nice cash player.
0: I'll be very curious to see his um, ownership projection come Sunday morning. It's probably going to be fairly high, but I mean at fifty one hundred here, four thousand on DraftKings, it probably should be.
1: Yep, agreed.
2: GPP Tyler, who are your favorites? Man, yeah, I got a log into all my season long teams and go pick up Brian Hill. But um, (laughs) Sammy Watkins is actually in play this week. Uh, They say he's good to go with his hamstring and whatever other injury he had calf and hamstring. He's priced down at 5,600. I like all the receivers in the bills and Chargers game, primarily Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley. And then I mentioned the uh, Antonio Brown. He's by far the cheapest. Uh, bucks wide receiver over on FanDuel so I'm going to have a bunch of him hoping he has a breakout game AJ Brown's interesting I think the Titans are going to win that game and he's got a decent price tag at $7,500 and then the Rams wide receivers they're they're tough to guess but uh, I suppose Cooper Cup is the best play just with his uh, red zone role plus the the target volume he sees on a week-to-week basis Antonio Brown, by the way, after last
0: week, is now leading all those Bucks receivers in um, the rate at which he's being targeted versus routes since he and Chris Godwin both joined the field. You know, Godwin came back from injury. Antonio Brown joining the team. Jared, what else you got at GPP wideout? Yeah, Mike Evans
1: is the Bucks wide receiver. I'm gonna go to. Um, he's seventy one hundred bucks, but I, I just think he's still pretty easily the best touchdown bat among them. He has nine touchdowns, three eleven games. Evans leads the league with 13 targets inside the 10-yard line. Devontae Adams, the only other player in the league with more than nine even. So, you know, it, it's Evans and Adams above everyone else in that category. So I like Evans for FanDuel tournaments. And then I'll mention Darius Slayton again, too. talked about him on the DraftKings show. But uh, 5900 bucks. you know, he, he's the high ceiling play in the Giants' wide receiver core against the Bengals, who are 31st in adjusted
0: points allowed to wide receivers. Yeah, he's the high ceiling play because he's nearly double Sterling Shepard in average depth of target, according to a Pro Football Reference, more than double Sterling Shepard in yards before catch per reception. So that's why we've seen the wide variations in scoring for Darius Slayton. He's got three games this season over 90 yards, the other seven games all under 60 yards. It's an upside spot, but that's why you don't want to play him in cash because of the downside for him. Um, I'm again I'm looking for some 5K guys to help fit the more expensive guys. Beyond those 8K receivers, though, some other guys look like they might be coming in at lower um ownership than they probably should. Christian Kirk, DJ Moore, who's in single-digit range, and Cooper Cup, who was just mentioned. He's hundred dollars cheaper than Robert Woods here. Robert Woods is the cheaper one on DraftKings. So I'd probably lean those two directions: Cooper Cup on FanDuel, Robert Woods on DraftKings if I'm playing any of them. Um, he hasn't posted big numbers against the 49ers in their past few meetings. I don't think he's topped four catches against the 49ers in at least the past two years. But, I mean, after the game that Cooper Cup and Jared Goff and the rest of the pass offense had Monday night at Tampa, I think that upside is possible again this week.
1: Yeah, Goff has struggled in general against the Niners, but the Niners' D has been much better the past few years than it is this year.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'd rather just bet on one Ram right now than to go overboard and bet on Jared Goff the way that I did against Seattle a few weeks ago. <laughs> yep. At tight end, Jared, what are you favoring for cash?
1: Yeah, Travis Kelsey makes a lot more sense to me here in cash because you know you're only saving like two to three thousand dollars going down from Kelsey to the mid-range guys. If I if I am gonna not use Kelsey, it would be Evan Ingram for fifty-six hundred bucks. Um, you know, he's third among tight ends in targets, has a nice matchup against the Bengals, but I think Kelsey is easy enough to get in
0: there on Fanduel. Have we gotten an injury report on Hayden Hurst for Sunday's game yet? He seemed to be trending in the wrong direction, but I don't know. It. Did
1: it... you saw the girly news? Was there nothing on Hurst?
0: No, that was one of those updates that had several guys mentioned, but I didn't see Hurst in it. Yeah, I
1: mean Hurst didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. But who's the who's the replacement? Even Luke Stocker.
0: I don't even know. He did return to practice Friday, but I don't know what the participation level was, and I haven't yeah. seen the game update. I, I, The only reason I bring it up is because at 5,500, I think Hurst is very similar to Evan Ingram in terms of being a cash game option or a GPP option. Um, obviously, the injury adds some risk to him, though.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't play Hurst uh, if he's not at
0: 100%. Tyler, what do you like for cash at tight on?
2: Yeah. Travis Kelsey's is going to be a lock button play for me this week. Uh, I might have 10 to 15% of Darren Waller just in case he goes bonkers against the Falcons. And then I'll have a little bit of Gerald Everett if Tyler Higbee's out, but Travis Kelsey is certainly going to be a priority of mine in cash. And then he's going to be my highest owned tight end in GPPs as well. What's the FanDuel salary for Gerald Everett? 4,700. Nice. Yeah, so I like him down there. Kyle Rudolph at
0: 4,600. We mentioned yeah. on the DK pod that Irv Smith is doubtful for this week. So I think Kyle Rudolph at near minimum 4,600 looks good as well. Panthers in four straight games have allowed a tight end to go over 50 receiving yards. Kyle Rudolph is a better bet for targets now with Irv Smith out. I think he's an option on the GPP side as well. I don't know if he has the ceiling that we want at that position, considering Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller as options there. But Uh, certainly in play if I just want to get more expensive options at the other positions. Jared, what are you favoring at GPP tight end?
1: Yeah. If Irv Smith and Adam Thielen are out, I think, you know, Rudolph becomes uh, a really nice play at that price tag. Um, I like Hunter Henry too, as a potential GPP play. And I, you know, definitely in a Herbert stack, he would make sense maybe as a run back in your Josh Allen stack, but you know, he's finally started to score touchdowns. Uh, TDs in two straight games for Hunter Henry now. And again, you know, we're expecting a shootout in Buffalo on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Nice run back for that game. If you played, you know, Josh Allen, a bills receiver or two, and you want to get another high priced bills or another high priced wide out into your lineup instead. Yeah. Uh, Pre-
2: Tyler, what do you like for GPP at tight end besides Travis Kelsey? That's pretty much it. Uh, a little bit of Waller and a little bit of Gerald Everett, but Kelsey's going to be my guy. Can't you at least tell us in a Lou Vega song, maybe? <laughs> Over at flex,
0: I think wide receivers, just like on DK, I think wide receivers are more in play here than usual. I might be, you know, a little bit less inclined to settle on a receiver in that flex spot. But there are plenty of guys with upside, plenty of guys with good target projections here and just lots of options at varied salary levels. So it's certainly going to be looking wide receiver and plenty of lineups in any format, really, on FanDuel. Jared, what are you favoring at flex?
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be a running back for me in cash. Um, I don't know. Like the, the cheap wide receivers aren't as cheap on FanDuel as they are on DraftKings. Like, you know, it's going to be either Brian Hill or Wayne Gallman for me at that flex spot in cash and then tournaments, you know, just, you know, just the wide receivers we've already
0: talked about. Yeah. I agree that Brian Hill is going to be tough to get away from in that spot. Yeah. Tyler, what are you
2: flexing? It's going to be a lot of Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, Brian Hill, Wayne Gallman uh, at the running back position. There's going to be no double tight end lineups for me. A couple wide receivers we didn't mention are um, Jamison Crowder, with Sam Darnold back, and then Jacoby Myers in a bounce back spot. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be off of him this week. Uh, this week after being really popular last week.
0: Yep. On defense, I think the Broncos are still an option at 3,800 here. Not quite as much so as on DraftKings though. The Rams at 4,500 against the Niners pop as the top value in our dollars per point projections on uh, draftsharks.com solid price level two not too expensive for the matchup in the first Rams Niners meeting this year Jimmy Garoppolo threw three touchdown passes George Kittle went seven for 109 and a touchdown Debo Samuel went six for 66 and a touchdown there's no Garoppolo this time there's no Kittle we're still waiting to see on Debo so they might be down the top three guys from that one it's obviously a much better spot with Nick Mullins and it's just an upside defense in the Rams so if I can afford it then I I think the Rams are the top play here
1: I'm playing the Jets in cash, three thousand bucks, as cheap as it gets. Um, Tua uh, dealing with the throwing thumb injury. I, I just don't think Miami's offense is good enough to like put up thirty points and like give us a negative from the Jets. So if I can get two or three points out of them, I'm fine with that.
2: Yeah, I can't fight against that, Tyler. What do you like? Yeah, I like the Jets uh, min priced if we're uh, looking for a cheap defense. Defense in the mid-range, I like the Giants going up against the Bengals, backup quarterback with a terrible offensive line. Giants are coming off the bye. They have been generating a decent amount of pressure, and they've been getting good cornerback play from James Bradbury. And then in the upper range, I like the Saints, uh, the Browns, and then you could make a case for the Dolphins too since they're all kind of priced in there and they all have good matchups. Before we head out of here, Tyler, what are you betting on this week? I'll give out another teaser. Uh, We're going to tease the Chargers a uh, six point teaser. So depending on when you get it, it's, the spread's around four and a half or five right now. So basically you're going to get the charters over 10 points. Uh, the Bills are another team that when they get the lead, they tend to let teams come back in the game. Uh, we saw that against the Cardinals, they were up by two scores. And then before, you know, the Cardinals went on a crazy run and the Bills were up by 17. And then all of a sudden the Cardinals were up in the game. Same thing happened against the Rams. The Bills were up by multiple touchdowns, and then the Rams took the lead uh, in the third quarter. So I think it could be a close game. Even if the Bills get up by a couple scores, I trust Justin Herbert to go down and get the late touchdown if need be. And then the other part of the teaser is going to be the Patriots. uh, So we could get them plus seven and a half and hope that Murray's shoulder is still bothering him and, and the Patriots are able to keep it close and lose by less than a touchdown.
0: We could just call him Trustin' Herbert from here on, I think.
2: Jared, what are you betting on this week? Uh, I,
1: I got nothing left. I fired all my bullets on the DraftKings show.
0: <laughs> nothing left. Sounds like Thanksgiving hangover here. I I got to say, I'm tempted by Atlanta as a three-point underdog at home. I just think that there will be enough scoring in this game. I don't see Vegas stopping them. I'm not saying that I feel good about betting on Atlanta to win, but... Atlanta plus three at home. It just looks like one of those home underdogs that wouldn't shock as, you know, a a quote-unquote upset this week.
1: Yeah, I I wish Julio was healthy, but I I think Gurley out is addition by subtraction. You know, I think Hill carries are worth more than Gurley carries at this point, and maybe it just pushes Atlanta to pass more, which is always good.
0: Yeah, Julio is at least questionable, so we'll see if he's playing in that game. I I think that they – it should be a close game either way. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, Um, that's going to do it for this week 12 fan duel podcast head over to draftsharks.com Now you can get our cash game recommendations from Kevin You can get tournament picks and top stacks from Tyler and check out the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan share ownership projections Come Saturday morning. We'll show you who we're playing against each other in round 12 of the shark duel You can also find us on Twitter. We are at draft sharks. Jared is at Smola DS Tyler is at Tyler Syracuse with an I and I am at Shauf DS. It's S-C-H-A-U-F for Jared Smola, Tyler Syracuse, and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Schaub saying thanks so much for swimming
2: with us.